0: what's up world welcome back to another episode of drumroll please jgi that is just grow at the podcast i'm your host big city gardener and today we're talking about one of my favorite topics and that is tea we're going to talk about the 10 plants that you need to be growing in your tea garden this season and not just this season these are 10 plants that you need to be growing year-round that have many different benefits besides being basically the staples of a successful tea garden. So a little back history about tea, okay? Tea is actually the second most consumed beverage on the planet, only behind water. Now, I know we live here in America where you see a coffee shop on every other corner, but don't be fooled there are still more tea drinkers than there are coffee drinkers. Last year, the world consumed over 6.8 billion kilograms of tea. And by 2025, the world is expected to consume over 7.5 billion kilograms of tea. That's crazy when you think about how much tea that actually is. But what exactly is tea? Tea. See, here in America, we often confuse herbal tea with real tea, okay? So herbal tea or tisanes are actually infusions of any part of any plant. So this could include flowers, leaves, branches, stems, roots, I don't know, you think about it. If it comes from a plant and you pour hot water on it, then it may be an herbal tea or an herbal tisane, but... Actual tea comes from one specific plant. Now, this one plant is native to places like China, Eastern Asia, and now India. When the British decided that they wanted to be a tea-drinking nation, well, guess what they did? One of their colonies, India, they snuck over some tea leaves over there, and they snuck over some different specimens of this tea plant, and they planted it all throughout India now the plant that makes tea actually tea the plant that is used to make the white teas the yellow teas the black teas uh the green teas even my favorite tea which is pu'er, this plant is actually called the camellia sinensis so if what you're drinking and calling tea does not have any parts of this plant does not have any leaves from the camellia sinensis plant then You are not actually drinking tea. What you are drinking is called a tisane or an herbal tea. All right, that's enough history on tea right now. Let's get into what we came for. And that is the 10 plants that I think you should be growing in every tea garden. First, we have peppermint. Now, whether you're growing peppermint, spearmint, I often use them interchangeably, even though I know they're different plants. But mint is the staple for any tea garden. And one reason why mint is a staple in any tea garden is because of how uh, aggressively it grows. If you were to put mint in one of your garden beds, don't be surprised when you see it popping up all around your yard and in other beds. That's because mint shoots out these underground runners and these runners spread everywhere. And anytime or any place they have the opportunity to kind of poke their head up through the soil, through the ground they will send out roots and they will naturalize right there. So if you are going to plant mint in your tea garden then I recommend you keep it in a container. Now a trick is you can bury the bottom portion of your container into the soil and that way uh, your mint plant will grow a little bit bigger than the container would normally allow it to grow. But Be careful because it will send runners out of the drain hole in the bottom of your container and start trying to take over your garden bed. All right, the next plant we have is lemongrass. As long as you're not experiencing any freezing temperatures for prolonged periods, then your lemongrass will continue to produce. And what's dope about lemongrass is that we are able to easily propagate it and spread it throughout our garden. This is another one of those staples that I think is necessary for any tea garden. It's a great digestive aid. And not to mention, I just love lemon, lemon everything. So if an herb has a lemon flavor or a lemon smell, I'm probably going to tell you it's one of the best things that you could add to your garden. All right. Number three, we have chamomile. Now, Chamomile comes in two different varieties, whether it's the German version or the Roman version. The variety that you should be growing really depends on where you live and which zone you are located in. I'm not going to go too much in depth into chamomile because we're going to be doing a spotlight on a lot of these herbs that I'm talking about here. And chamomile is actually the first one that we're going to be speaking about. Now, when it comes to growing chamomile for a tea garden, what you are going to want to do is look for the flowers. All right. The flowers of the chamomile is where the magic is. Many chamomiles like to spread out as they grow and they are low growing plants. So make sure you place it properly in your tea garden. Since it's a low grower, you're going to want to place it towards one of the edges of your tea garden to ensure that it receives all of the light that it needs. Number four, lemon balm. Lemon balm is another one of these things like mint that if you do not keep it in check, it will grow and take over your garden. Now, a little bit different than mint though, it doesn't shoot out these underground runners But what it will do is it will form into a large mound in the center of your garden. So that's exactly where I like to plant lemon balm. Right in the middle of my tea garden. Lemon balm is another one of those digestive aids that is just great at flavoring tea. I prefer to use lemon balm fresh as opposed to drying it and then putting it in the tea. And that's just because it seems to lose a little bit of that lemon flavor as we dry the lemon balm. So keep that in mind. All right, number five, guess what? It's another lemon plant. Now this to me is the best lemon plant that you can grow in your garden period. And it is called lemon verbena. Not only can you use the leaves in teas or tisanes, but the flowers are also edible. Lemon verbenia has the capability of getting three plus feet tall. So keep that in mind whenever we're planting or planning out our tea garden. This is one of the plants that we're going to want to put towards the back of the tea garden or even grow it in a container. All right. Number six, we have cat mint or cat nip, whatever you like to call it. Another great digestive aid and member of the mint family, cat mint is a great addition to any tea garden. Now, be careful with cat mint because it will flower. And once it flowers and the wind comes blowing, what's going to happen, I'm telling you, I'm not asking you, (laughs) what's going to happen is that the wind is going to take this cat mint all throughout your garden and yard. Now, to some people, that could be a problem, but I actually don't mind it at all. I love seeing cat mint pop up in random places all throughout the yard. You won't notice these new cat mint or catnip plants or seedlings emerging until the weather gets a little cooler outside. This happens to be one of those plants that benefits from a cold stratification process. Number seven, we have lavender. Lavender is a beautiful plant that comes in many different varieties. Just like chamomile, the variety that will thrive in your region really depends on where you live. With lavender, what we want are those little purple flowers that it tends to put out in the spring. That's where the magic is. Now, depending on the variety of lavender that you choose to grow in your garden, you could expect it to get two to four feet tall. Again, this is one of those plants that we're going to want to put towards the back of our tea garden, or better yet, grow it in a container as well. But let me tell you, lavender does not like a lot of water. My best lavender plants are the ones that I usually end up forgetting about, and they only get watered anytime it rains. But lavender originated in a Mediterranean climate, so in my mind, that means that, hey, it can deal with a little bit of droughts every now and then. Next, we have thyme. Now, you can use any variety of thyme that you want in your tea garden. But if you can't tell, I'm partial to the lemon flavors and the lemon smells. So my variety of choice when it comes to thyme is lemon thyme. Thyme is another one of these low growing. I would call it a matte forming type of herbs meaning it may only grow one or two inches off of the ground and it is going to spread so like chamomile time is one of those plants that you're going to want to make sure you place it in a part of your garden that receives ample light why are we growing thyme? because thyme is an expectorant i think that's how you say it anyway if you're ever feeling congested before you go and reach for that mucinex to help get that congestion out of your body Why don't you just make a cup of hot thyme tea with a little bit of lemon? See if you feel any better. All right, number nine, we have basil. Now, not all basil. More specifically, I'm talking about tulsi and holy basil. Tulsi or holy basil is my favorite type of basil on the planet. One, the pollinators love it if you let it go to flower. Two, it's easy to propagate and spread throughout your garden And three, Tulsi and holy basil are full of all sorts of medicinal benefits, not to mention it tastes fantastic in teas. Number 10, last but not least, is a plant that, look, it's not actually going to fit into your tea garden. This is an actual tree that I think you should be growing if you are making your own tea blends, and that is moringa. Why should you be growing moringa? because Moringa is basically a miracle plant, all right? It's one of those plants that different cultures throughout times have found a way to use everything from the roots, to the leaves, to the bark on the outside. The entire plant is edible, and people will tell you that when you consume Moringa on a schedule, it has the ability to beat up any cold or virus that you may be dealing with. So if you have the flu, why don't you try to make a cup of Moringa tea? Now, it's not the best tasting tea, but if you mix a little bit of Moringa with a little bit of the mint that you're growing and maybe even throw in some of that lemon verbena and that lemon thyme, you can end up with a great tasting, healthy drink. Now, disclaimer, I'm not a doctor, okay? So don't listen to this episode and say, oh man, Big City Gardener said if I have the flu, all I need to do is drink Moringa to feel better. Or if I'm congested, all I need to do is drink this thyme tea. Hey man, these are just things that have worked for me and they may not work for you. But people have been using these herbs since the beginning of time for all of their medicinal benefits. So why wouldn't we still use them now? Anyway, that's it for today's episode. I just wanted to come in and talk about 10 things you need to be growing in your tea garden this year. Until next time, you know what I need you to do. Like it, subscribe, leave a review, share it with two or three friends, and go outside, get your hands dirty, and just grow it. Until next time, you guys have a great day. Before I let you go, I need you to do more than one thing. First, I need you to like, comment, subscribe to the podcast. Second, I need you to tell a friend or two about the show if you enjoyed it. And if you have anybody you think I need to talk to, I should interview Send the name over, put it in the comments or send me an email. I grow at Big City Gardener and check me out, man, on Instagram and on all social media platforms. Big City Gardener. We out. Oh, almost forgot. Just grow it.